Welcome to the Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher Podcast, where we discuss various dog training topics to help you become the best leader for your dog. Marvin Pierce has over 20 years of experience with obedience training for dogs located in the Sherwood, Oregon area. Offering private lessons and group clinics, the dog teacher has been able to change the lives of dog owners by helping them develop and maintain an obedient dog. For more information, contact us at MarvinPierceDogTeacher.com. Hello, Marvin Pierce, Martin Pierce Dog Teacher. Well, I'm sorry over there making weird faces at me and shit. Like I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> or she's going to do something. Am I making weird faces? You are, you're not now. I'm just looking. <laughs> so, we're going to talk dogs again tonight and people. And dinosaurs. And dinosaurs, really. <laughs> dinosaurs. Why don't we talk about Bigfoot? He's cooler than dinosaurs. <laughs> We're going to have Bigfoot faces. Is there a difference between Bigfoot and dinosaurs? Bigfoot is cool. <laughs> you know, I Do you know him? This is Jody. Well, yeah, everybody around here knows him. We see him all the time. <laughs> we, uh, me, I was going to, but I was afraid I'd get in trouble. I was going to buy a Bigfoot suit, <laughs> and I was going to have Josh wear it through the woods, and we was going to video up and put tracks up there and have people come check it out, but... That's ready to be like 5,000 people show up. You know, denial is a terrible thing with anything. Yes. Doesn't matter what it is. Whether you didn't, like me, I try to be a denial about how much I like food, but I just can't because I love food. The most damage that mm-hmm. denial does is to the person in denial. It is. Yeah. And sometimes, oh, but sometimes for me it's really hard. It's really hard for me to see somebody with a dog that's in denial. Yeah. And I know how easy it would be to fix the dog. Especially someone that could win, yeah. Huh? Especially someone that you know if they didn't have the denial, they'd be good. Yeah. And I see people, and me, I've got a bad saying here, what people sometimes, it's either like, you know, you're either in to win or you're out. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to take people's money if they're just not. No. Yeah, you can't. And it's hard. It's hard to decide that. But, you know, the bad thing is for me, and I've seen some people that I've thought over the years that would just never change end up being the coolest. Yep, I agree with that. Because once yep. they realize it and they understand it, they can do it. And it's life-changing for them it because is. they realize how much of a growth they had when letting go of that denial. Yes. And, and for me, it's almost like sometimes I talk about the dogs all the time. Once the dogs have a leader, the dogs are like, Twice easy. For real. And I feel sometimes once the owner becomes a leader, the owner's like, yeah, I got a cool dog. Yeah, yeah. Now I don't got to worry about my dog. He's yeah. cool. And so it does. It changes life for everybody. Yeah. Dogs too, and family and friends. You know, there's nothing more worse, or nothing worse, I guess, than somebody. Well, I want to let my dog play with your dog. I'm like, no, you're sitting right playing with my dog. Yeah, yeah. He don't mind. Yeah. He misbehaves. He's yeah. Teach my dog bad habits. Yeah. So we can't allow it. And that's really hard for people telling other people to follow their rules with their dog. Yes. They, they're afraid me. they're going to hurt people's feelings. Not you, but you're right. good at I'm, that yeah. stuff. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not very, I'm really nice. I always try to be nice. I don't yeah. want to be rude or I don't want to be a jerk or cocky. You're honest. I just want people to understand how big a deal it is for them when they spend all their money or whatever money or pick up soda cans or bottles or whatever mm-hmm. to get help to fix their dog and they succeed there's no reason for them in my world to feel bad for their friend's dog who's not good and let their cool dog go back in that environment and become bad yep you know help those people fix their dogs or whatever and we get dogs here i mean we get people's neighbors bring their dogs here because they want us to fix their dogs so the two dogs play together. Yep. And that's cool. Yep. You know, then you don't have to go to the dog park. As, if you got a yard, you know, you don't have to go to the dog park. Or if you do our whole programs, you can go down to Champlain Park and, or anywhere, really. I mean, you can pull over out here in the field and let your dog play. Yeah. I used to see people do it down in town all the time, but I think they kind of outlawed that. What, Phil? Excuse me, I don't see all the dogs playing here no more. But I think they, I don't know, they run them off. I, I, they had them posted at one time, and I'm not sure if I didn't take signs. But it is, it's just hard for me, you know. Uh, it's hard for me to see somebody with a dog who would bite a kid mm-hmm. or an elderly person who can't really defend themselves mm-hmm. anymore. And you have that dog in your house, just like you. If you have that dog in your, let's say Scout. Mm-hmm. 
if you knew he was a danger to people and you put him in that situation to where he could bite somebody, mm-hmm. it's your fault. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. Yep. Now, if he bites you, it's still your fault. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but if he bites some little kid, it's your fault. It ain't the little kid's fault. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so people have a hard time sometimes accepting that. Yeah. Or they're like, oh, my dog would never bite me or my dog would never bite my kid. And I don't know. If they're not stable, they can bite anybody. Yeah. And yeah. for me, you know, I see people talk about, well, you can't correct your dog <clears throat> with a slap or a pinch collar or e collar or prong collars or a harness or whatever. If he's been bad, here recently I've seen read about that. For me, I feel that that is a time to correct your dog and let them know they're wrong, but only if your dog understands a correction. Correct, yeah. Now, if you've got a dog that's never been corrected, he slept on the couch and in the bed all his life and ate cheeseburgers off the table or whatever, you know, and one day you slap that dog with a leash or pinch him real hard with a pinch collar or whatever, or pull on him with a harness, doesn't matter what it is, he might bite you. Yeah. Because nobody's ever corrected him. And so for him, it's like, hey, I'm defending myself. Yeah. Where if you tell that dog that he is going to get corrected if he's wrong, and his correction is going to depend on how wrong he was and what he did as to what kind of correction he's going to get. Yeah. I'll learn. Yeah. Today out on the playground, I was doing a lesson, and Roxy and Mario, they just got, I don't even know why, they got to tumble on one another in the field. And I, had, and they came over there, and one of them laid right on my left side, and one laid right behind me, and Bear was already laying behind me. And the people were like, really? I'm like, well, I just told them quit. They're like, well, you didn't say nothing. I said, I did. I said, I had Yeah. And they knew that they didn't That means something. What they were doing. Yeah. And the reason it meant something to them, because they have had a consequence. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a little rock out of a stick or something. And they understand and, the consequences. And don't hit them, you know. Yep. But... It's just the idea that you use a pinch collar, or e-collar. Heck, I don't even, I don't even know when the last time I put an e-collar on them, Roxy or Mario or Bear. I take them out every day and use them, but I just haven't been putting them on. Partially because I'm lazy, and partially because I know they're going to be back. That's be a delivery. Mm-hmm. So, we got any questions, Brett? Not yet. Kay commented and said the audio and visuals are really good, though. So that's good. Who did? Kay. Okay. Thanks, Kay. Kay. Did you pay her? <laughs> you, you did. The truth will come out. <laughs> Thanks, Kay. I, uh, but no, for me, I'm, I'm hoping that I haven't talked to Brett about it yet, but we do the podcast thing, and I don't know nothing about it all. I know enough to get myself in trouble, but I'm hoping maybe within the next week. Uh, we get a decent weather one day or something, and Brett's got time, and Bianca. We're going to try to do a live shoot on dog training thing. Oh, awesome. We'll do some kind of live feed. Day. Yeah. Well, it don't have to be live feed, because we just video it right, and you throw it on podcast. Yeah. yeah. Or Facebook yeah. or wherever. Yeah. But that way, we don't have to have all this. We can just actually video it, and you can just yeah. whatever you do to yeah. Yeah. ship it over there. Yeah. I think that'd be kind of fun. It would we, be. we got a really cool dog now, Milo. Mm-hmm. I want to do barrel training and I want to start a barrel training video mm-hmm. 2010 or whatever I call it uh, 2001 I think or something anyway uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I want to try to start that video and when we start it we're going to do it live because he's going to be a turd you know uh, I got his first lesson tomorrow I think and I'm not going to do barrel work with him because he's still popping his teeth really bad he's really nervous uh, I think he'll lose his mind tomorrow and that with the zoners, with the zoners yeah. yeah. So I don't want to do it with him. Yeah. And then I want to do a video on a treadmill, teach people how to run dogs on a treadmill. Because we had a dog here today for a lesson, and the people was talking about the guy was talking about he just don't want to go out in the rain, you know. And I don't blame him. I mean, we do all the time, but I understand people not wanting to take their dog for walking rain. But like yeah. I tell him, we're getting on a treadmill, running a mile or two, you know, whatever he needs. And these young dogs, four, five, six months old, they don't need much. Mm-mm. I mean, I couldn't even drink a cup of coffee the time they'd be done. And let them go take a nap. You know, run them again later. I mean, whatever. Just keep them some exercise. Keep your brain working. Keep them moving. So, I'm going to try to do a tri- uh, uh, video on that. And then I'd like to try to do a video on... Uh, uh, what's that done? Fezzy. Fezzy. They're supposed to be on here tonight watching. They want to hear us say something good about their dog, but it's really hard. 
<laughs> no, he's cool. But I'd like to do a little video on him of some kind about brushing a dog that don't oh, want yeah. to be brushed. Oh, yeah. Because he was really mouthy. I mean, he was one day out there on the playground, I think it was, he had my whole fist in his mouth. I don't even know why he decided to do it. And yesterday or day before, he jumped in my arms. I don't know who taught him that trick, but that ain't a very good trick. It wasn't me. And so we're going to try to do a video with him on brushing him, you know, because me and Mariah have been brushing on him, and he's done pretty good, but he's still... He just gotta be on guard because he still will put his mouth on you. He's a lot better though. He is. He's cool. Yeah. I mean, now you can brush his back and his sides, and you don't got to worry in his ears and his head, and you don't have to worry about that. But now when you go to brush on his legs, you don't like that. Yeah. Well, he never has liked it, but he don't like he he don't mind as bad as he did, but he still doesn't like it. And the hard thing is for dogs like that, you know. And even Mariah asked me yesterday about it. How do you know when to quit and when not? You know, how to keep, when to keep going and when to quit. And for me, it's just, some of those things are just experience, you know. You just do it, do it, do it, and you read them. And for me, I always tell people here, we have nothing to prove to no one. Mm -hmm. uh, we just want to make good dogs and cool owners for the mm -hmm. dogs. But like with Fred, for me, you know, I brush on him, and like I told Mariah, whenever you can see, he's starting to try to get to you with his mouth. Not now for brushing his legs. Then I just quit, and I go back to brushing his I'll, I'll stay for a second or two and hold his head just so he don't win. But then I'll just go to brushing his back or his head or something that he enjoys. Then I'll go back to the legs again. But we'll try to do a little video on that this week and show people the what I feel the difference with these dogs whenever they're handled the way I like to handle them. Mm -hmm. When he got here, if you tried to brush him like I do now, it would not have been a good deal. No. But over, I mean, I don't even know how many times we brushed him. Me and Mariah, majority of the time, I think once or twice, I just brushed him a little bit by myself. But normally I have Mariah there to help me and watch me. But it's really fun to see the difference with him now. He's out with, I think it's 21 dogs, just or 22 dogs I had him out with. And he's cool. He never had no issues at all. He'll play for a while, and he'll go lay down. He'll come over and lay down by me or sit down by me or whatever. But he don't have no issues with no dogs. Uh, I think he likes every dog on the playground. Yeah. And so it's just fun to see him. I, what I call him, get to be a dog now, and he gets to act like a dog, and we treat him like a dog. Mm -hmm. So I'm super excited for his owners. I think they're going to end up with a great dog. So, Brett? You just got Sherry on here right now. She's Sherry, the owner of Fezzig, I think. Oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, she's on here just saying, good, yes, please, Fezzig the Beast. That's <laughs> um, getting cool. He is getting cool. She said he needs to be groomed, and then he loves the pups. He loves the pups. Yeah, he's got a little bit of hair. Yeah. <laughs> Did they ever groom him? Uh, she's saying he needs to get groomed. We got a groomer girl here. Mariah might have to put him in a swimming pool, though. I don't know if he... <laughs> I don't know if he'll fit in our bathing. Or the though. ocean. Take his salt water But no, he is doing good. I'm happy with his progress and the way he's with everybody now. I mean, he don't drag me down on leash. Me either. Yeah, he'll still pull on once in a while, but it's not enough to worry about. We've got a recall on him pretty decent now. She said thumbs up. Oh, cool. The next day or two, we'll probably take him up on the playground or something. So, Bianca? Yes. What do you got to talk about tonight since we don't have no questions? Hmm. Well, I always have a lot of things What's to talk about. What's been the funnest thing besides your new car? <laughs> uh, you know, being able to work that little dog without you holding my hand. What dog? Tommy? That, no, that, no. <laughs> that, He's not little, that, <laughs> that little one, the one that was like six pounds that has bit the owners. Back. Yeah, he comes back Friday at 1030. Yeah, I've got to watch this. Yeah. Yeah. As long as I don't make you nervous. You know, and it is fun. And I was talking to the people with the healer today about that with you. And watching you grow with your training and your confidence. And always for me, it doesn't matter who it is here working with me. I don't ever want nobody to push yourself past confidence. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like everybody who works here knows that. There is no pressure from yeah. anybody here that says we have to do you. something. You don't pressure nobody. Nobody pressures like Josh and Mariah. Mariah don't pressure Jocelyn to do what she does. You know, it's just not. It's do what you're comfortable. If you're yeah. not comfortable, don't do it. And if you yeah. see somebody you think is not comfortable, yep. stop them. Yep. 
Don't let them be like in the middle of something. And I feel really passionate about what you talk about <clears throat> with, like, any dog here, if there's something that's going wrong, I feel like not only, you always make sure your employees are safe. Yes. But you also always make sure the dog is being advocated for. So if we're doing something that could make the dog less comfortable, even if it's not a major deal, you will point that out and help us make sure the dog is having a good experience you while know, we're training on That's one of the things I told you when you started here is we're always looking out for the dog because mm-hmm. the dog can't say something. Yeah. It can to me, but it yeah. does you pretty well yep. too. But the dog can't say, hey, I don't like this. It's yeah. not right. Yeah. Where you or I can, yeah. or Mariah or Joshua yeah. or Carrie or whoever, yeah. when we can say, hey, we don't feel comfortable with this dog or whatever, yeah. so we can do something different. But yeah. the dogs can't feel, they can't be like, hey, I don't feel comfortable with this yeah. person. And like that white dog, Reggie, the night out there in the playground, it came over and laid down by me. Yeah, yeah. And that lady's like, hey, look at that dog. <laughs> and I haven't known enough I work with that dog. I don't think so. I think you were in surgery. Yeah, so it's just a matter that that dog felt comfortable yeah. with me. Yeah. But I don't care. Yeah. I wasn't in less than what Kay was. Yeah. And the thing is, for me, is Kay done a super nice job with that dog and the owner. And the owner's hard, and I told the owner that, you know, she's just terrible. I mean, she's got a baby, not a dog, and she's trying really hard to adapt to having a dog. And yeah. It's hard on her, and it is hard on a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, and it amazes me. We get 300-pound Hulk Hogan-looking guys in here. And they're <laughs> they're the worst ones. They are. The dogs are little baby. <laughs> and you can tell because all of our dogs flock to them not for security <laughs> yeah. but for attention. Yeah, they, <laughs> they can tell. They'll get pets six times and maybe some cookies out of their back pocket. And the lady came in yesterday with treats in her pocket. And old Sally told on her. Dogs are pretty good at that. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah treats your body. Yeah. Sally <laughs> so said he did, so I don't lie. Mm-hmm. So, but it is fun for me to see the change in the people and the dogs. And like the little, uh, the little brown dog, you know, that don't like you so much. Tobin. 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 His people are so happy with him. Because we she is a lot him. nicer. I mean, she she's a different a dog. dog. Yeah. Yeah. She's a fun dog. Yeah. She, uh. Grand Central Station here tonight. I know. <laughs> but she's really a fun dog, and everybody here gets along with she her is. well, except you, you don't fight. She's not your favorite dog yet. She's not she, my best friend yet. She's winning, winning over <laughs> But, you know, for those people, they've already accepted the fact that they couldn't have another dog because that dog's too mean. Yeah. And now they're going to get another dog. Cause, yeah. And I told them, just get help with it. Don't get another dog at yeah. home and... Let one dog or the other dog try to be the boss. You can take that dog's home and you can be the boss and you don't have to worry about your dogs. Yeah. So it's fun to see the, the, them, how much, the, for me, how much confidence the owners have now in their self and their dog because yeah. they see it. We go out in the woods. I think yesterday I had three dogs with them or whatever day it was we done lesson. And Tobin, he's not as uh, needy as the other dogs, which surprised me. He'll get 200 feet from you, and you have to call him and come back. Yeah. I'm not sure she's going to stop or keep on hunting yep. squirrels. Yeah. But when they call her, she gave right to him, so it makes it a lot of fun. So, Brad, we got any questions? Yes, you do. Sherry uh, said, uh, the amazing crew at Newberg Vet says that about you. You always advocate for the dogs. That's what Sherry That's says. cool that the vet says that. Yep, that's um, cool. Sherry yeah. asks, how's the knee doing? Good. Getting around on it good now. It's been almost 12 weeks. Cool. Walk way too much. Um, <laughs> Sherry says, talk about your thoughts on treats and positive reinforcement. You know, I feel like we use a lot, lot of positive of reinforcement. Well, I was talking about this with the guys at the dealership today because they were talking about, like, positive training. We do positive training. It's all about being positive. It's just that there's also rules, which the dogs love. For me, Rules I are feel, positive. The biggest thing I feel with treats are, Treat training is the fact that we get people here. We've had two people within a week that had five different kinds of treats for their dogs. The one person? No, two different people did. Oh, okay. And okay. they had fed five different kinds of treats. I don't even know why. Normally it comes in threes, but this time it's only in two. But their dog got to where they didn't want this treat because it wasn't worth it, so they had to get a better treat. And that mm-hmm. treat wasn't worth it, they had to get a better treat. And they had to get another flavor, whatever, anyway, five treats. It escalates to, like, boiling chicken. For me, <laughs> I have seen dogs in my round pen that thought about biting me. 
And if I can get them that quick to do something, I can say, good boy or good girl, they're like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. Because they love it. And yeah. to me, that is positive reinforcement on my training. Yeah. If I tell my dogs they're good, they know I'm not lying. Yep. I'm not going to tell them they're good for not being good. Yep. And some people I see, they tell their dog, good boy, good boy, and they just pee on her leg or, you know, drag them on a leash or put their mouth in their, on them or whatever. And if people are just wanting to tell their dog they're being good, and to me, you're lying to your dog. Mm-hmm. It's no bad, confusing, no man. No bad flavored treat. Yeah. You know, if I tell my dog he's good, he understands that he did something right because I started him with a pinch collar and a leash or a choke rope, mm-hmm. whatever I'm using that day. But he understands that that is you're not good, and good means you're good. Yeah. They want to try to be good. Yeah. And so for me, I feel that is positive reinforcement on my training. Because I, I agree. My dogs are good, and I'll yep. pet my dog too. You know, sometimes depending on how short the dog is, if her little ankle biter, I might not bend down and pet, pet them quite as much as I will the tall dog. But <laughs> they understand that they're short, and it ain't their fault. So <laughs> I just feel that people, and I know, and I told people today, and I told people yesterday, if everybody done just what I said, I'd have to go build a fence again. Yeah. So we don't want all of you following rules because we need dogs to work with. But when you go buy a puppy and you establish the leadership, that pup will accept it. If you don't, then that pup will be insecure. And insecure dogs get you in trouble. We, you can see, for me, I can see insecure dogs because they're, they're staring at mommy and daddy. They're staring, they're staring, they're staring, they're standing there shaking, quivering. They can't take their eyes off of them. They just got to have them in their life. Normally, that dog's insecure. Mm-hmm. My three dogs, Roxy, Maury, and Bear, they love me, I think. They're my buddies. But they don't need to lay there and stare at me or sit there and stare at no. me. Or every time I sneeze or move, they don't need to be there to see what I did. Yeah. They don't, it's not, I don't even wake up. I mean, I just keep on laying there sunbathing or whatever they're doing. Yeah. So I feel that that's the worst thing for people is they misunderstand consequences. Yeah. For a bad behavior. Yeah. Or... For me, I tell people when they bring their dog here, we have no gray area. We got black and white. I make gray area, or I let gray area be established. So that's why that for me, not always, but the majority of the time, people bring me a problem dog. Like the little dog today, I had him sitting by my foot in three minutes, and he was happy to be sitting there, just because he's like, "Shit, I'm not worried about nothing now." Yeah. And that's what makes a difference with these dogs. If you try to love your dog. You try to win your dog over with treats and cookies and burgers, you're probably going to go backwards. Yeah. And the majority of the dogs that we get here have been treat trained. And it, whatever reason it didn't work, they ran out of treats or got tired of buying treats or dog didn't like the flavor treat, whatever the case may be. Not saying treats don't work. I'm sure they work for dogs. I, uh, I've never treat trained, so I don't know. I don't know. It's like people tell me, you know, when you really mess up a dog and spoil it rotten. No, I don't know. Never done it. I feel like with treat training, even the stuff that does work, what I missed was that the dog did not look to me. It looked at the food. Yeah. I didn't matter. I get cute of that. (laughs) 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 I'm treat trained, I guess. It worked pretty good for me, huh? <laughs> Don't even tell me, hey, you want that pineapple upside down, Jake? You need to help me. Want it? But no, it is true, though, with treat training. And like I said, I don't knock it because there's a lot of people do it. I mean, there's treat trainers on their street corner, I think. Yeah. And it, it, I think it works to a degree. It, me, my whole thing is when I started Martin Pierce Dog Teacher, you know, it's been, I hung my shingle up like three years ago. I got shirts out the other day that I wore five or six or seven years ago mm-hmm. in California. It has Martin Pierce Dog Teacher on it. So the business itself I've had for years. Right. I just never hung a shingle up and started the business as Martin Pierce Dog Teacher. But the thing is, for me, when I started that business, my main goal was off-leash dogs. Yeah. To be able to go play on the beach or go trail riding with your horse through the mountains or 
go running up in the hills or whatever. Yeah. You know, stop on the side of the road on a trip yeah. and let your dog out and let them go swimming in the yeah. lake. That was my goal was to have that kind of dog, and I feel yeah. we've succeeded in that. Yeah. We have a lot of dogs out there. And I feel a lot of those dogs is because of us, me and you and Dari and Kay and Linda, Nancy, yeah. Suzanne, you know, now Chris, Lana's helping us, Mariah, Josh, yeah. you know, so we got a lot of people. And then the ones I don't didn't name, just remind me and I'll name them. They're off of me. <laughs> and but, the off-leash dogs are not off-leash with some insecurities. It's like we all feel so good that our dogs are safe yes. and will come back to us. We're not like... And if you open a car door, they're not going to bail them No, out. yeah. And yeah. I said, I think I said the other night on our test run on Facebook, how proud I was of you and Suzanne with Bodie and Scout. That was fun. And Sherwood, I mean, that, mm-hmm. was, that was a test. Yeah. And you, both of you, you succeeded with flying colors. And fun thing for me is with both of you, you and Suzanne, I see no doubt. Yeah. You just took your leash and off. Yeah. Okay, I'm good. And yep. you didn't stare down your dogs and make sure they yep. were right there, you know. But you've helped us eliminate that. Yes. And that's that was what hurting I our confidence. Is just yeah. build the confidence. And, you know, for me, if people need the confidence, they can borrow some of mine. I think I have plenty. You know, I mean, I do a lot of stupid <laughs> shit with dogs. That people are like, why? And I'm like, I don't know. I think it'll work. I've done it before, you know. And the dogs, most of the time, they tell me, like with you and... Milo, when he was popping his teeth at you mm-hmm. so hard the other day, it was time to figure out how to get out of that. Yeah. You know, because yep. it was way, way too nervous. Yeah. But it was better when we quit. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Yep. He popped his teeth with me uh, today, I think, because I put a pinch collar on him this morning, and man, he came out of the kennel just popping his teeth. You hear him across the kennel. Mm-hmm. And it's because he's nervous, but I took him out with a pack of dogs, and he's like, okay, I'm good. I'll go yep. play. And then I petted him a few times out there on the playground, and he came to me, and I petted on him and stuff. And it's just to show him that life's okay, but yeah. you're here with a lack yeah. of dogs now. You're not being treated yeah. like a human, you're treated like a dog. Yeah. So he starts accepting yeah. that. Yeah. I feel that's one of the things that people really don't understand about dogs. Is they make a problem dog, ever how, and then they want to fix it. For me, the majority of the time I feel, and I tell people, I feel the main way to fix that is to put them with a pack of stable dogs yeah. with a leader. Yeah. And they'll start changing. Now, I'm not saying go throw Fluffy out with a pack of dogs and get Fluffy killed. No. Nope. I'm talking about with a trainer that knows what they're doing. And Taking the right steps beforehand. Yes, and that's the thing for us. We don't never just bring a dog in here that's our problem dog and put them out with a pack of dogs. We always work with them to whatever degree. And normally we test them with Mari and Roxy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes bear, it depends. And we kind of test them before that, where we have a dog that's out, but it's over there, yes. and we see how the dog handles that before we even put them with dogs. Yes, and you just gotta, you know, you can't bring these unstable dogs in and throw them out with dogs. And especially if you have a person that isn't confident in mm-hmm. the area. Brett, you got more questions? Yep. Candy says, my dog, nine months old, grabs my 12-year-old dog collar and pulls him. What can I do to stop her I take his collar off so she doesn't do this. I know she's playing. It is annoying. We come to see you Saturday, and we're excited. They're coming Saturday? Yep. For me, Mari and Roxy's the worst. Roxy will steal collars off a dog. Yes. If they're not put on correctly. She's been known to steal cell phones. Eat sticks. But if you notice lately, she ain't been chewing on dog collars much. No, she hasn't. I mean, they're going to talk to you about it. Yep. And so... The thing is, for me, is it goes back to they're playing. Yeah. In my world, they're playing a game. That, yeah. And, I mean, I don't mind Mari and Roxy chewing on collars a little bit, you know. Yeah, but, like, that lady that I helped that dog on North Valley, the dog that the other dog chewed the collar was a $1,000 collar. Yeah, but we can't afford $1,000 collars, so. Well, it's, but, it was, like, part of their me, invisible it, fence, it, though. It's like, you can fix me, that. It goes back to they can't do it. Yeah. It's no different than they can't yeah. jump on me. Yeah. Can't pee on my truck tires. Yeah. You know, they can't put their mouth on me. Yeah. Can't eat my dog's collar. I mean, you just make rules. Yeah. And you learn to enforce the rules. And for me, it's like simple. No. Yep. No, you cannot ever jump on me. No, you cannot put your teeth on me. No, you cannot pee on my truck tires. No, you cannot eat the collar on my dog. 
whatever you choose to make that command. But if you make, for me, if you make a command, no, it means you can't ever do it. A lot of times it'll change. Yeah. But. But you can't just say no and expect them to understand without a consequence. For me, I think one of the bigger things is, and I showed somebody that today in a lesson. I pick on y'all probably about chewing bubble gum walking at the same time. All the time. <laughs> For me, if I'm training my dog, and let's say I've got my dog doing really good at sitting by my foot, mm-hmm. like today, that's what happened. My dog's doing so good, and then me and, uh, me and you, we get to talking about fishing, who caught the first fish or something. Mm-hmm. And then the first thing you would be like, well, I caught the biggest fish. And then I'd be like, yeah, but who caught it? And then my dog walks off. Yeah. Yeah. All my training I put into yeah. teaching that dog yeah. just went fishing. Yeah. Because I'm not stopping yeah. it right now. And that's what happened today. The lady's yeah. working really hard on getting the dog behaved. And then she got talking really serious with Kay. Yeah. And her dog walked 10 feet. And yeah. the lady didn't even know her dog moved. Yeah. We could be talking to people about dogs pulling on a leash and their dog is at the end of their leash while we're talking to them about it. So for me, that's why I go back to chewing bubble gum and walk talking at the same time. Multitasking. Yes. I don't like to be that polite. I just say chewing bubble gum and walk and say that. used to be chewing bubble gum and ride a bike at the same time, but that's really dangerous, so I just put it down and walk. But for the collar train, I feel that majority of dogs that come here do not understand that no means no. Yeah. They just don't. No. It no means no on Monday, but it don't mean no on Friday night after mm-hmm. I had six beers. And they I probably hear beer. the word no all the yeah. time, and over and over and over. I tell people when I was a little kid, my dad was sitting at a table one night, and my dad said, shut up. And I thought he said, speak up. <laughs> Back came me out on the floor. <laughs> Only time I ever slapped me. And never need to no more. I cleaned my ears out really well. He said, shut up. And I shut up. So I'm not saying you got back any dog out on the floor. <laughs> but Disclaimers. if there's a never a consequences or a word that is disciplinary yeah. word, then the disciplinary word is not a disciplinary word. Yeah. I hope I said that right. You did. And that's, for me, I tell people all the time, when they bring a dog here normally, if they're real leash pullers, and they come in round pen, a lot of times I'll either put a pinch collar on them, sometimes my little choke rope thing, slip leash, I guess they call it, be professional. I'll put that on it, and I don't even talk to the people, and a lot of times they're like, why is my dog sitting by your foot? Because I ask him to. Yeah. Well, you never said nothing. It doesn't do no good. Yeah. Y'all done said it all, and it don't mean nothing. Yeah. So then I can start putting a, ah, means you're going to get in trouble. Yeah. When they touch the end of my leash, I can correct them a little bit. And then whenever they're being good, I have slack in my leash, I can start telling them they're good. We just skipped all the gray area. We went black and white. Simple. Yeah. And I understand that. But the dogs that get here, you know, like today, the guy, somebody told her dog, no, I don't want you to jump on me no more. Really? How's that working? No. Mm-mm. No. Don't. No. Dog don't understand it. Where if you just said no and tap him or whatever, but then call him back to you and pet him. When he's being behaved, he will learn to behave to come to you so he can be petted. Yeah. Any more questions? Yeah, Mariah asked a really good question. She Who said did? a lot of Mariah. <laughs> she said a lot of people see kenneling their dog as a bad thing. Can you oh, explain yeah. the positives of kenneling your dog? We talked about that today. We I did. We talked about it a lot more. I kind of, I don't know. I never talked about it a whole lot for a couple of years, but then now here lately, it's been like one of my hot items, topics. It's so valuable. I feel that for my dog, Roxy, Mari, Bear, Scout, uh, Concho, Sully, Sully uh, Rue, any of those dogs, Jody Dog Real, you can take them dogs anywhere probably and drop them off and they can throw them in a the kennel and they'll be okay. Yep. You know? Scout, now he'd be a little pissy for a minute or two, but he'd yep. be okay. Yep. Uh, so for me, the difference in kennel and dogs is 
<clears throat> especially with the COVID shit going on, people have their dogs with them 24-7 because a lot of times they're working in the house and their job's in the home on a computer rather than going to a uh, work location. So their dogs <clears throat> see them 24-7, like today, the, the weatherman this morning says, it's going to rain really hard or it's not going to rain. <laughs> Me, I geared up this morning. I always get up in a good mood. I think it's just a waste of life and breath if you wake up in a bad mood. Yeah. So yeah. I always get up in a good mood. People change it or they try hard. And they got to try hard because it's not easy to piss me off early in the morning. But I feel that when you get up in the morning and you start your day, everything's fast-paced. Your dog's fast-paced because he wants to go out and you don't want to go out yet because you want to drink one more cup of coffee, whatever the case is. Your dog looks out the window and he's like, man, the sun's shining, it's so pretty outside and I'm stuck in the house. So for me, why not have a kennel, an outdoor kennel, mm -hmm. a nice one? I mean, you can have whatever. I started out with kennels that was like four foot wide and 12 feet long. I've had six foot wide kennels 12 feet long and I learned that the dog would just run and tear up shit. And so I've shortened and narrowed my kennels up now. My big kennels are like, what are they, four foot wide and six foot deep, I think. Yeah. And that's big enough for any dog that we have. Our dogs are not coming here to go to the Hilton. No. They're coming here because they're going to boot camp because they're a turd. Yeah. So <laughs> we make sure they have a nice enough kennel, a big enough kennel. They've all got canine ballistic beds up off the floor, so they got really good beds. They got good water. And... If I go in, I don't know how the rest of you do it. It looks kind of chaotic when I see y'all putting dogs up. But just hold on. Don't defend yourself. <laughs> Me, in the morning, if I go to the kennels and if I let 20 dogs out, uh -huh. when I come in the kennels, I bring all my dogs in and I shut the back door. Mm -hmm. And I start at the 13th kennel and I go all the way through my line and put dogs up. Mm -hmm. And I go to the B row and C row and put my dogs up. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go from 13 kennel to number one kennel to number nine kennel to number four kennel because I'm catching a dog. The majority of the time now, unless we've just moved a dog, they will just, for me, they normally go to their kennel door and wait for me to open up. It's just me. If y'all are there helping me, they're like, hey, man, it's going to be fun today because we can just be stupid. And they are. I don't know how it works for you. But <clears throat> I think for me on kennel dogs, like Mariah said, there's a huge difference. And I think Mariah's learned a lot, too, about mm -hmm. dogs. I mean, she knew dogs already. She lives in the country and stuff. But I feel it's really valuable to a dog to be able to go outside and lay, especially if you got your kennels where they can have sun and shade. Yeah. So they can lay in the sun if they want. They get hot and go over in the shade or whatever, you know. But this stuff about dogs got to live between, what is it, I don't know, 66 degrees and 75 degrees or whatever. I don't think that's really necessary. No. We create those monsters with right. our dogs. But killing, I feel, your dog, several things it does. One thing is it'll learn to calm your dog. Yep. It's just like barrel work. If you, for me, I can take a hyper dog that's being bad that's good on a barrel and tell him to get on a barrel, and he'll get on a barrel and lay down and go sleep. Yeah. So that's his time to check out. He's done. I'll yeah. nothing to go sleep. So I feel kills are the same way. Rather than that dog being laying here by my side, staring at me while I'm on my computer or doing my Facebook Live, there's nothing wrong with that dog being there with you, if they can be with you and behave. But when you get these dogs 24-7, it's like going down the road in a car, and your dog's like from the back seat to the front seat, the middle seat, the floorboards. My dogs don't ever ride in the cars anyway, while they ride in the back of my trucks, but... Even Jody's dogs, Trin and Rio, they rode in the back seat. They rode in the back seat of a truck for years. They stayed in the back seat. You didn't see them running from side to side of the truck. They got in there and laid down or sat down there and looked out the window or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. But they relaxed in there. Mm -hmm. And that, for me, that's why kennel training is so important. Crate, crate training, you know, same thing, or place them on a barrel or a bed or a piece of pillow or a dog blanket or whatever. But it is huge. I, I feel it's a really important part of a dog's life is to teach them to be crated, kenneled, and put in a place, and they yeah. can behave. Yeah. Anything to add to that now? I feel like the dogs really enjoy it, and it ha it gives them the option to just clock off. Scout can be laying in the middle of the living room, and if the cats are doing something, he's like, oh, should I go check that out? 
Should I go check that out? He hears another noise and he's looking around. If I say kennel, I don't close the door. I just send him to his kennel. He just passes out. He's like, all right, I guess I don't have to babysit the cats anymore. I can just go to bed. And he's off duty. He is, yeah. He's off the clock. He's chilling. And that's the hard thing for people to understand. Dogs just need that. And sometimes he'll go over there and if the door's shut, he'll open it and put himself in. He just likes to clock out. Jody Dog Real done that a few times. She'd go out there when she lived outdoor kennel. She'd open her kennel door and get in there and her kennel yep. door would shut. It was like, really? Yeah. So they like it. I mean, they do. This is a good, safe place for them yep. to be. Any more questions, Brett? Mm-mm. So, uh, I don't even know what time it is. It's 640. Nine. Yeah, 640. I said nine. What the heck? Nine. So, you know, for me, I want to touch a little bit on dog food. <laughs> the reason I'm touching on dog food is the, you know, I feel sometimes dog food, some people, and I don't want to step on toes or diss nobody because I don't care. It's not my business. I'm not a, or a nutritionist about no means. I'm not a veterinarian. We do bird vet, we square by them. I mean, they do great work. The tree is good. But I feel sometimes people chase dog foods to find the perfect dog food rather than going to somebody else. And not I feed black gold. I never made no bones about it. I've fed it for years. Had great luck. Me and you talked about trading, changing my dog food. Dari tried to talk to me about that for, I don't know, 18 years or whatever, 20 years I've known her. Yeah. But I've never had trouble with it. And I mean, it's it's not cheap as dog food. You can go buy other dog food a lot cheaper than, than Black Gold. Mm-hmm. And Black Gold has all kinds of dog food too. They don't just have the one I feed. They've got salmon and rice and chicken mm-hmm. and turkey beef. I don't know whatever the other brands of dog food you have. But I feel sometimes people just keep chasing it. You know, like I said, they change the dog food and their dog don't do good, so they change it next week and their dog don't do good. And, and I don't think dogs are like humans, you know. Mm-hmm. We can eat different things, but at the same time, like if you go to not eat dairy, which, you know, I laid off of milk and bread and stuff different times in my life, and I was good. But once I went back and ate some two or three months later, it about killed my ass. Yeah. Because my yep. body's not used to it. Yeah. I, I just, you got to fight it, you know. Yeah. And the same thing with drinking pop. You know, I don't hardly drink no soda no more. And when I do drink one, it kicks my butt. You know, just because yeah. I'm not used to it. Yeah. So I I feel with dogs, maybe dog stomachs is more sensitive, you know, by, by what they can eat. But I don't know how much of it is in our own minds is what we can feed our dog and what we can't. Mm-hmm. My cow dogs, you know, forever. I mean, there was times we'd get on a roll, we'd feed them our bones from beef or pork after we ate ribs. You know? mm-hmm. We'd feed them our T-bones after we ate steak, uh, chicken. <clears throat> now come on, I never had a dog get sick from it. Mm-hmm. Never had to take a dog and get a sliver to guy. I had to over wood, eating wood, but not on bones. And not saying to feed your dog bones, because it's just, I don't know, Kay had a problem with it here a while back, mm-hmm. you know, feeding a big knuckle bone. So anything like that could be bad. And Mari and Roxy and Bear, they don't get nothing. But bright gold and sticks. <laughs> Roxy and Mari eats a lot of sticks. Bear, he do not eat sticks. I think he's too old. But, will I feed them treats? Yes, there's a whole box of them in there somebody brought. It's a big old box yeah. of milk bones or something. Yeah. One of the days I got to start feeding them so we can get rid of them. But I feel that we over worry about our dog food. Mm-hmm. Now, if you got a dog that's allergic like blue and cast, blue's mm-hmm. allergic to other dog food. Now, you don't want to feed them wrong dog food. Correct, yeah. You'll turn purple yeah. and start yeah. hyperventilating. So there is a lot of difference, and I'm not telling nobody to go switch your dog food to mine or to any other brand. I'm just saying I think sometimes that if you got your dog a little bit more exercise, mm-hmm. and sometimes if you treat your dog like a dog and you feed them like a dog, they'll start acting like a dog. Yeah. But they need those ingredients. Yeah. <clears throat> if you skip one out, I think sometimes it makes it hard, especially the exercise part of it. Uh, the guy today, we, we put dogs on treadmill. We've been putting uh, Luna yeah. and uh, Rue on treadmills. Yeah. And Luna went right to it. Rue, not so much. But I think it's a great option for people that don't want to go walking their dogs 
you know, four or five or ten times a day when it's raining across yep. the and 38 degrees. Yeah. Put them on a treadmill and have a glass of beer or wine or yeah. iced tea or whatever. Yeah. And the dogs will have fun because of the fact they're getting to go somewhere. And do some research and figure out how much your kind of dog, how much exercise they actually want and need. Yes. Some and dogs need a dog lot and some dogs you, don't. You know? Yeah. Like Luna, she's just bounces and plays out there on the playground and then yeah. all once she's laying down snoring. Passed out. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for the sun. Yeah, I've got yeah. enough. And that's the biggest thing is even with a breed of dog, you know, I don't think you can buy this breed of dog and expect it to exercise the same as the last 15 dogs in that breed did. Right. You know, I think yeah. sometimes it depends on us, too, yeah. how hyper we are or whatever. But still, the bottom line, like you said, is figure out what your dog needs for exercise and get them exercise. Yeah. And there's all kinds of ways to do it. Playing ball, frisbee, throwing sticks, take them swimming, run them on a treadmill, let them run around the farm following your four-wheel like Rio does. Yeah. She follows Jody part of the time in the gator and part of the time she rides. Yeah. So it's up to her whether she wants to run or walk. Jody always stops and asks her if she wants to ride sometimes. <laughs> nope. And sometimes, yep. And she'll ride for a while and she'll bail out there and go running. So, yeah. question, Brett? No question. You got any topics tonight? Rochelle just said Chevy loves to be outside. <laughs> she does <laughs> love to be outside. <laughs> Thanks for your help last weekend, by the way. Yeah. We appreciate it. Neighbors up here bragging about today how much that trail was cleaned up. So. <laughs> Pretty fun. She says, ball is life for Chevy. <laughs> and then Sherry says, we should take Fez swimming. Or we take Fez swimming a bunch. Oh, That's wow. What she says. Take what? They take Fez swimming. Somebody just said yesterday, was that you talking about Fezzy. how dogs should swim? Yeah, I didn't know that. No. Oh, maybe it's Kay or somebody. Yeah. Huh. They were talking about that dog should swim because those dogs swim, I guess. And she said they take him swimming all the yeah. time. But I mean the breed. I, guess, I didn't swims. know that. Huh. Yeah. He got to swim, he couldn't sink. <laughs> got too much hair. <laughs> too much hair. But for me, I can't believe how much that dog runs in place. He does, yeah. He's pretty amazing. He's At bouncy. First, he didn't want to run much. Yeah, no. Like, I haven't seen him lay down and watch. But now he's already running, and he's eating good now. You know, he's yeah. eating very good for a while, but now he's eating really good. So it's fun to see these dogs change over time. And I still feel that... If you buy a puppy and you learn that he has four legs, <laughs> not a baby, mm-hmm. you start training him that way, he'll be acting like a dog. Yeah. I can't wait to see George's dog, that uh, Mari pup. Casey, that dog is just like a rock star. George's dog. Casey's a financial guy. Oh, yeah. Yep. He took it to heart to make a cool dog, and I guess he's done it. Cool. I haven't seen it yet now. One person's cool ain't the same as <laughs> I see people's got a cool dog, and he'll jump up and lay in their lap and get mud all over him, look at their face, and bite their hand. But and they're still cool to them. So everybody has their own opinion of cool. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm about good. Yeah, me too. I'm go pop my feet up. I got some out. driving to do. You got some dog to take care of too. Your night tonight. It is. You gonna get Brett to help you? Yeah. Cherry ain't gonna come up. I know. She's arrested. <laughs> I think she's had a long week. <laughs> so, before we bail, we'll look through my notes. Sherry also says he is a super active pup. Uh, and yes, Newfoundlands have webbed feet. So. Oh, interesting. And then she said, see you on Friday. Yay. One of my things is dogs, one of the questions I have here that I throw out. Is does dogs learn better in a pack or alone? Depends on what you're doing or what level they're at, right? Yes, but I go back to if you can get them with a good pack, it's always better. Yeah. Because then you can always teach. Yeah. And for me, that's... one of our things is here, people always ask us, how many hours a day you train on a dog? It's like, no, it's not really, it's minutes. Yeah. <clears throat> but the girls were out, Jocelyn and Ryan, just, just dumping rain this season with like 20 dogs on the playground. <laughs> I finally went out like, I even told the guy I was training uh, that dog, uh, I can't remember his name now. Coming in Monday ordering, but I'm like, man, uh, I think them girls are still out there. Yeah, they were. And so I opened the back, I said, hang on, I opened the back door. I was going to get there by the barn, but they were already coming in. They're like, we're coming in. 
But to me, that's where our dogs get such valuable learning is in a pack and have to behave. Mm -hmm. And then we always take them in, you know, and train on them with leashes and take them out yeah. in the woods and stuff. But when you can put them with a pack that is good, you can yeah. teach them, I think, a lot faster. They learn a lot faster. But the other day with Bodie, Suzanne was asking me why he was so weird with uh, Milo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's because Milo is not stable. Yeah. That dog, if he was had to walk on a beam, he couldn't make it. He'd be falling off. He's yeah. just not balanced right now. Yeah. But he's getting better every day. So for me, with a pack, I would go. Because I feel with a pack, you can do anything. But if you don't have a pack, it's hard to do what you need. It's way harder. So, yep. Uh, <clears throat> what if I want to teach two dogs but one is challenging? For me, it goes back to the challenging dog. To me, it's usually the more fun dog for me just because they're a little bit stubborner dog. But I go back to, I showed somebody here while back in the training, if I got a really cool dog that'll sit, stay, or barrel stay, or whatever, a lot of times I'll put that dog in that position while I train on a challenging dog because I'm making both dogs better at the same time. I'm getting my barrel dog to learn to yeah. stay, even though my challenging dog is being crazy. Yeah. So I can use that challenging dog to make my good dog better. Yeah. So for me, it's always fun. Uh, if you just had all really good dogs to train, it wouldn't be much fun. No. Gary said uh, Lurch has made a huge stride forward after hanging out with the packs on Saturdays. That's awesome. Win. And then Crystal said being with a good group of dogs has definitely Crystal. been huge for Boston. Boston. For too. Yeah. You know, and that's my big thing is with Boston. It is so fun. And to see There's him. a cow in the garden. <laughs> no. Not kidding. Yeah, not kidding. <laughs> Well, we ain't got to go. We all have a good evening. Thanks for listening to the Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher Podcast. If you found this information helpful, we suggest following even more of our dog training tips and resources on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher.